Okay, so top of Yonam Alalev. It's Mark. Amr Nachman Amr Shmuel, Mishum Reb Shimon Alazar, Chachamim Tiknuhem of Nois Yisrael, the Chachamim instituted for Benos Yisrael, Lebesula Masayim, for Besula Aksuva of 200 Zos, Ula Amone Mone, and for Amona for a widow, Aksuva of 100 Zos. The Heim Ha'eminuhu, Shim Amar Pesach Pasuach Matzasin Amon, and Chazal vested the husband with a certain believability that if he says Pesach Pasuach, if he claims that she was not the Basula, he is believed. So the Gemara says, well, Imkein Maho Ilo Chacham Takanas. And so Paul said, the assumption is that the entire motivation for the entire motivation for the Ksuva is the idea that we are safeguarding the interests of the woman. If the interests of the woman could be compromised simply by a statement of the man saying, she's not a basula, then how have you safeguarded her interests? Meaning that, so that means he could wake up and decide one day that, or say, wake up the next morning and have buyer's remorse and say, you know what, she <coughs> wasn't a basula, and therefore I don't want the marriage, and that we just believe him. So the Gemara says, Amarava, Ari actually mentioned this yesterday, Amarava, Chazaka ain't Adam Torech besudam Afsida. The Chazaka is a person's not going to spend all of that money and effort in making a su'uda only to go ahead and lose his money. The idea is the guy just put in all of this money for a wedding. If he didn't want to marry this woman, he didn't have to marry the woman. But the notion that he's going to put in the money for the ksuva and then he's going to claim afterwards that she's not a basula, just, just to claim it doesn't seem to make sense. Tana, Excuse me. So now the Gemara says, since the entire, now what the Gemara seems to be saying is that since the idea, so first of all, I'll say this is important because this goes back to yesterday's stuff. So the reason why a husband is believed when he says Pesach, Pasuach, Matsasi, remember he's not believed as we saw yesterday to cause her to lose out on the Ksuva, but he is believed just in terms of that claim and that prohibits her onto him. The logic behind that is because the assumption is that a person went through all of that trouble to go out and make the wedding. So he's not going to go ahead and then lie about the basula status of his wife afterwards. It doesn't make sense. Fine. Comes along Rabbah and says, excuse me, comes along Tano. Since Ksuva, now it seems to be what the Gemara is saying over here is that since the Ksuva is a Knas, is a rabbinic penalty, so a woman cannot collect except from Ziburis. Remember, again, in property, in terms of real property, there are three categories of property. There's Idis, which is highest type of property, Benonis, middle type of property, Ziburis, lower type of property. So the Gemara suggests over here that because because Ksuva is a Kness, is a penalty, which we'll define that in just a moment, therefore she can only collect from Ziburis. So the Gemara says, Kenasa, what do you mean it's a Kness? My Kenasa. Why is Ksuva Kness? Why is it a penalty? Rather, leave out the Kness. Just say, since Ksuva is a rabbinic enactment, so because of that, she's only entitled to collect from the least valuable property. This is very important because remember, again, I'll say, you'll say to yourself, well, who cares? I Meaning at the end of the day, the ksuva is a valuation. So if it's 200 zuz, what does it matter if she collects from 200 zuz of this or 200 zuz of that? So the Gemara says, because most people would rather have 200 zuz worth of <coughs> high quality property than 200 zuz worth of lower quality property. Thank you. Even though, even though at the end of the day, the the value the value of both is 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 in reality the same. But nevertheless, most people would want something, would want something a little bit more valuable. But since ksuva is a rabbinic enactment, therefore lemaisa again she can only collect from ziburis. Is there a difference in in that? I mean, why is that that someone would want from the higher? Meaning, if it's one ounce of silver or 
you know, a quarter of an ounce of gold. Oh, you know, because the assumption will be, let's say, talk about real property, let's talk about land, it's easier to sell higher quality land, real estate, than it is to sell inferior quality. And there's always a concern that if it's inferior quality real estate, you may have to go ahead and sell it at a discount. But isn't the discount built in because right. it's a lower quality? That that's part of the cost. So, I mean, co- correct, correct. I mean, that discount is built in, but the assumption is still... value. It's not right. 200 it's is 200. Not no, but it's... But, but, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Did you say it? No, no, I'm not going to say it. The value, the value, the, the actual value is the same, but one of them is easier to, 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 to distribute. One of them is easier to get No, but then the value is not un, the same. Unmarked coins. Well, no, the, no, 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 the, the actual, but the remember, actual value. The value is the same. Remember, the, these valuations occur at the time when the ksuva is paid out. So for today, when the ksuva is being paid out, the valuation is the same. Right, so what, so what Yankee is saying is that if the valuation is the same, then it should be the same. Meaning, if I'm an investor and I'm buying a field, and I'm buying a... Uh, the best field or the worst field, the best field for 200 zoos or whatever is going to get me one foot, and the worst field is going to get me six feet. No, but understand. And if I, I could sell that, I'm going to be able to sell it for 200 because that's the valuation. Otherwise, it's not the real valuation. Well, I may not hold this. Meaning I, I understand what you're saying, right? It has to, okay, so it has to be reflected in the price. I think what Chazal, what the Gemara is echoing is this general idea that most people would rather have the confidence of knowing they have superior property. Just think, it, it could be that it's even more psychological than it is financial. Well, it could be a thing, meaning if you, <clears throat> because it's based on the price at, the, at that moment, if you look at historicals or whatever for something we understand, you know, someone might want a certain metal more or less than they would want a different metal, right. they're both worth $100 today. Right. So. Good. So he wants to Rabbi Gamliel Omer, Ksuva Sisha Minatoro. So Rabbi Gamliel says, no, Ksuva Sisha is not Midorabana, just the opposite. Ksuva Sisha is Midoraisa. And I'm also saying, now what's the chilek of saying it's Doraisa versus Dirabanon? So thank you. So if it's, if it's, I'm also also, you know, everyone who has the packets also know that. Put the art scroll in here also for whoever wants it. So you can follow along in the English or the Hebrew. So remember again, the chilek is like this. If you say that Ksuva is Dirabanon, if you want to say that it's rabbinic, then you only get to collect from Ziburis. But if you say that it's Doraisa, then you can even collect from Idis. You can even collect from the highest type of property. So Mir Rab did Rab really say that Ksuva is Doraisa Vatanya, but we learn Kasef bless you, Kasef Yishko, Kimar Habasulos. So the Pasik says <coughs> You have to give here. This is talking about over here the case of where a man seduced a woman. So the halach is if a man seduced a woman, so Torah says he has to go ahead and give her. He has to give her. He has to give her like the amount of the basulos. Now what does that mean? That this amount that you pay to the woman that you seduce is the same amount that you would go ahead and you would give to the basula. Now, the case of the basula that the Gemara is referring to over here is a case of where a man violates a basula. So if a man violates a basula, the kinas is 50 silver pieces. So if you seduce a woman, the penalty, the penalty, the financial penalty is the same as if you went ahead and you violated her. 50 piece, 50 silver pieces. However, she has... Or is it just a... Meaning is it a mode of kinas? So this is this is an actual kinas. This is an actual kinas. This is an actual multiple kinas potter. It's being machlokes if that only applies to rabbanon and daraisa. But this is a kinas. So the gemara says, "Kamar besulos, umar besulos kazeh." So this one has to be like the moar habesulos, like the case of where a man violates a woman, and the case of where the man violates a woman has to be like this. Now, we'll say, now what does that mean? If you take a look at Rashi, so Rashi says over here, "Kamar habesulos." So skip to the next Rashi. She is a kamar besulos. Hekish hakas of kinas hamefata. 
בקנס האונס, מה להלן נון, אף כאן נון, מה כסף האומר כאן שקלים דכסיב ישקול, אף להלן שקלים דלותים המוס. The Torah links the financial penalty for violating a woman and seducing a woman to teach you that they share common characteristics, namely that in both cases you have to pay 50 silver pieces and in both cases you have to pay shkalim. Shkalim are considered to be the highest order, the highest order financial unit. And from here Chazal went ahead and instituted Rashi says me the Mohar. So the fact that this is called the Mohar, ultimately the Torah, this is the source for the concept of Ksuba. So so the Gemara is suggesting over here now is that it could be that Ksuba is really Dirabanon. But yet again there's no question that Ksuba has its roots in a Daraisa. I want to be a hundred dollar why wouldn't it be? Because That's not. Torah says it. No, I'm saying, but but what's happening is, is that if you violate her, that means you're. Do you, it's two hundred and one hundred, right? For a regular. Come on, for ksuba now. Right. I'm saying. So, what happens is if you violate this lady, you take her two hundred dollar value, and you drop her down to one hundred. Oh, so. So, good. So, right. So, you're working a little bit back, meaning Ruvain saying that if she is a if she is a basula, right. So she she gets she, she gets oh, a ksuba of two hundred zuz, right, right, right. but yet now he's only paying. Her. So remember, you're working a little bit backwards because remember the first thing you have to start is the doraisa. The doraisa says that that's who says that it's fifty silver pieces. That that's what that is. The point the Gemara is now what you're saying is good. Ask it a little bit differently. You're gonna ask have to ask then where do Chazal come up with their with their numbers from. So that's we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. But the point over here right now is that we have the concept we could agree we, the idea is Ksuva is Dirabanon, but essentially Chazal understood that they have a biblical land uh, a biblical leg to stand on to be able to institute it. So the Gemara goes right to Shimonomer, Ksuvas Isha Enamidivere Sofrim. So Shimonomil says, No, Ksuva's not the rice, that's Dirabanon. So we'll say first of all now we have a stira, because we just said before we have a contradiction, because beforehand we just said Rabshimonomil said that Ksuva is the Oraiso, and here you have Rabbi Shemang Amil saying that Ksuva is the Rabbanon, to which the Gemara says, Eifoch, it's not a problem, just switch around the Shitos, and it's not Rabbi Shemang Amil who says that it's a Ksuva the Oraiso, but rather again, excuse me, uh, it's, it's Rabbi Shemang Amil who says that Ksuva is the Oraiso, and it's the first opinion that says that Ksuva is the Rabbanon. Umay Chaz is the Afchis Basraiso, Eifoch Kamaiso. How do you know to switch around the opinions in this latter case? Perhaps one should switch around the opinions in the earlier case. We'll say, in other words, that we have two different machloksim. In, in case number one, Rabbi Shem Gamil says that Ksuva is Doraisim. In the opinion, says Ksuva is Dirabanon. And in case number two, Rabbi Shem Gamil said Ksuva is Dirabanon. And the other opinion said Doraisim. So the Gemara suggested switch around the second case. And Rabbi Shem Gamil is the opinion who holds that Ksuva is Doraisim. Well, the Gemara says, how do you know to switch around the second case? Maybe you should switch around the first case and actually hold that what? That Rabbi Shem Gamil holds that Ksuva is Dirabanon. To which the Gemara says, No, the truth is because we have another statement of Shemeng Amliel that clearly indicates that Aksuva is Daraisa. What's the other case? This man, Rabbi Shemeng Amliel Omer, no singla mi maus kaputkia, that when you pay out Aksuva, you have to pay for maus kaputkia. So what's like kaputkia was a place, this was a type of denomination of coins. You have to give her kaputkian coins. 
Now, what that means is that, let me say, that's a higher order currency. The only time you would require a higher order currency like that is when? Is if it's Daraisa. V'i Baisem, the other possibility is Kulab Shemgamili. Perhaps the entire price is of Shemgamil. I, but how do you reconcile the different opinions? The Chesui Machsrava Haki Katoni. Rather, there's a piece missing, and here's how you have to read it. Mikan Somchuachacham Luxubas Ishaminatora. From here, meaning from the Mohar case, from the case of the violating the woman, the seducing the woman. So Chazal went ahead and found their proof to Ksubas Ishaminatora. So Ksubas Amana Eino Midivrei Torah Ela Midivrei Sofrim. Oh, but not all ksuvos are daraisa. There are some ksuvos that are daraisa, some ksuvos that are darabana. Namely, when when it's a ksuva of a besula, so that ksuva is daraisa. But ksuva of an amana of a widow, that ksuva will be direct, will be daraisa from midirabana. Shem Shem Gamliel Omer ksuvos amana ena midivrei Torah ella midivrei sofrim. Because if Shem Gamliel is on record, they're saying that the ksuva of an amana is not daraisa, but rather again it's midirabana. So both saying. So now what we've seen over here is essentially three different possibilities. Possibility A is Rav Shemim Amil holds that Ksuva is Daraisa, and the other opinions hold it's Darabanon. Possibility 2, actually we don't know two possibilities. Possibility 2 is that Rav Shemim Amil holds that there are some Ksuvas that are Daraisa, some that are Darabanon. If it's a Ksuva for a Besula, then ultimately what? That's a Daraisa. But if it's a Ksuva for an Amana, then that is going to be a Darabanon. Ha'hu da'asa le'kamei Darab Nachman. There was a particular individual who came before Rav Nachman, this is an interesting case. So a man came for a Nachman to Bezin, and he said to Rav Nachman, listen, right, last night was the wedding night, Pesach, Pasuach, I encountered no resistance in the Bia, and therefore she wasn't the Basula. Amalei Rav Nachman, as buhu kufri mecharachta, excuse me, as buhu kufri, so if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, as buhu kufri, hilko malkios b'maklos charios, give him lashes with palm branches. Give him lashes with pine branches. So I'll say, what's, what's the pshat? He says, It must be that the prostitutes, that the zonos of Mivarachta, Mivarachta was the name of his city, lie down before him. In other words, I'll say, what Rav Nachman was saying was, how do you know, right, what Bia is supposed to be like or what it's not supposed to be like, right? The fact that you come along and say, Pesach, Pasuach, Matzasi, the fact that you could say this indicates that you have some type of prior experience. So he gave him Malchus. He gave him Malchus for doing that. Quite interesting. Right, right. The point is, you, 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 you maneuver. Obviously, if you're so quick to come to Basin about this, you have some frame of reference. If you have some frame of reference, it's problematic. You're able to tell there's resistance in that. The ladies... No, not if someone doesn't know. Ellie. Ellie. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> Ellie, Ellie, guy never did it before. I mean, come on, he doesn't know. Yeah, if he, if he, if he doesn't know, meaning you know resistance so, in the woman. So no, no, even in the etzemaisa, how do you know how how do you know how much resistance is supposed to be there? Mitrila, I mean, what's what what's your gauge? I'm with you. I, I, I agree. <laughs> this, is case, this is a one case. This is a one-off case. What? All he's saying is, okay, let's now. say get the, he went to the Chazakas, and the Chazakas, he was told, you're going to have some resistance. Yeah. The guy has no idea. How, how, how does he know what that means? This is to discourage people from making, uh, from making false claims. Well, well, one second. Well, well, let's, in general. Let, well, let me just... Vaha, one second, one second. So listen to this, listen to this. Now, let's finish the story. So the Gemara says, one second. Rav Nachman was in yesterday's daf is saying that when a guy shows up and says... Pesach, Pasuach, Matzasi, that he's believed. So why is it? To which the Gemara says, Mehemen, Oh no, we believe you. We're just going to patch the heck out of you. Right? 
We believe you so much because obviously you have experience. So the idea over here is he's believed. Essentially, what Rav Nachman seemed to be saying, and again, why didn't the Gemara bring that up to begin with? By the way, by the previous case, no, 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 by the whole Pesach Suach. How do we know that the person even knows what's the what's the context? Oh, because because Ellie's point, because the Gemara operates at the automatic assumption that people understand what resistance means. That's Ellie's. We gave him we gave him a very hard time. I apologize. You're right. Time. Because but, the but, but Lamaisa, but yeah. Lamaisa, what he said is the assumption of the Gemara. People know. So, so, so remember, right? <laughs> you're good. So the, the simple terrors, by the way, is that Rav Nachman perhaps knew this particular individual. Right, right, right. That's the other possibility. Uh-huh. And the Marsha actually comments, makes reference to that. But that that might be the simple well, was, shot. Was, was he actually saying to, 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 to give him Malchus? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he's <laughs> giving him Malchus. Like, no. Or he's just saying like shame on you. It, it, it was just not a washing. No, if he's coming and he's asking you, you need aid. Imam seems yeah, to be saying, "Yeah, what do you Malchus for? You need yeah. them." You know? Oh, because no, no, no you don't need yeah, nothing. Yeah, Malchus. Basin, Basin could go in a minute. So Malchus for anything. Even if he's coming in and, and yeah, you took the own. last pancake at the breakfast. You Absolutely, he's coming and admitting on his own. That's not Malchus store rice yeah. they're giving him. Remember, Basin could if Basin sees that someone's doing something inappropriate. They that's always the have the ability to administer Malkus. Yeah, to actually see it. No. 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 Rabbinic Malkus could be administered Nothing. at the discretion of the Basin. Yeah. You do not need anything other than the Basin to disguise. Somebody took him to court. Somebody took him to court. They can give five, they, they, and it's not, it's not, there's no numerical value. They can give him one. They, they can give him whatever they want. They can hit him with whatever they want. It's here all the time. Somebody's not bringing him. To right, saying, right. He's coming. He's coming. He's being right. No, no, no. But Bezdin itself. You're, you're, you're so that's what I'm saying. That's the Marashah's approach. Is the, is the easiest approach. Where no, 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 no. But I want to be clear. Meaning, the idea is I say the Marashah's approach. That Nachman knew who this guy was, and realized that he was an immoral individual. So Nachman is giving him Malchus for being an immoral individual. Right. The reason you know this so quickly is because you have a lot of experience. Correct. Not because nothing based on halachah. Nothing. No. I mean, it's based. On halacha, in that halacha vests, no, that halacha vests based in with the the power power. Uh to administer Uh malchus. That is a right of Bazdin, and Bazdin has the right to exercise that right. Bazdin's right is exercised based on their own discretion. These were extra sharp, extra sharp palm flesh. Right, right. Rashi brings out that they had thorns. No, when he said so, so original assumption of the mission when we say Pesach Suach. Is that every every and no matter what a person a man would have a certain amount? We never asked the question. It was a good question. You never had via before. Right. What, what so did you come up with so the, the the assumption is that if there's no besulim, there's no besulim, so the right. bia could occur with absolutely no friction. Right. Could occur with no friction. No, so right. with so the assumption is that even if a person is not versed, they know what friction is. Okay. Right? They know what they have. That that's it, okay. that that is the assumption, right? Because remember, we don't raise this until well, now. But also because this 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 mission really is not going to come up too much because usually you have a mapa which is brought anyways. It's only in a case where there's correct. No, there's no there's no mapa. There's no right. there's no shoshin. Right. There's nothing. So in response to the rabbi, going back to the beginning of the sugya, if you have an erlicha person, because right, it's 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 lively shayna, friction, no friction, nobody knows what the, what what's going on. So you don't even you. Going back to the so Michael's question, you want to no, no, because there's he, no clue. You don't even know what. what no, even, so even even if there's no, uh, um, 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 so down the then, 
You don't even know what. You, if, no, because if, maybe because the fact that there's no dom psul. You know, if there's no, if he sees no dom, he has no. But now he sees no dom. Now he's not sure. So then maybe he'll no, come. So instead, there's a piece here. The Gemara doesn't say explicitly, but that's understood, which is that when a man shows up to Beisin and says Pesach, Pasuach, Matzansi, there's some type of drisha vechakira yeah, yeah, with that. Is, yeah. Meaning, yeah, like, so like, like, like we oh, speak, so we speak. So we're assuming we that they found no dom. We sp- correct. Remember, that's why Rashi, Rashi set right. up this case right. as where the map is gone, the sheets are gone. See, comes along. He comes it's along not. and he says, "No, it's mukasets. We'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that's going to be a right. That's going to be a separate correct. That's going to be a separate case. We're going to talk about that. But the assumption is the guy shows up and he says, Pesach pasuach matzasi.' That we sit him down and we talk right, this right, through. Right, right, right. You know, and it could be that majority of cases, right, perhaps right. she was a basula, but Lamaisi just didn't know right, what he was right. doing. So the most of the fine Rav Achai, Rav Achai. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Rav Achai Mishani Kan bebachar Kan benasui. Oh. To which the Gemara says, so Ravachai says the following, uh, good morning, good morning. That was a good answer. Right? Ravachai says the following. I'm very confident, though, because you're not wearing a winter coat and a hat today. <laughs> I, feel, I feel much on set. I feel much, much better. All right, good. So we'll say, so the Gemara goes a little bit lighter. Look, look what Rashi says over here. So Rashi says, Rashi says, no, I'm sorry. Oh, Bachar. Rashi says, Bachar, it's actually, in the, it's, in, it's at the end of Rashi, Mevarachta. Rashi says, Bachar lo mehemin, ume sabina le kofri, al shamei is part of nasu mehemin, veloma sabina le kofri. So see, the other possibility is, that when do we just believe automatically, klima pesach pasuach, that's when a man has been married before. So a man has been married before, therefore, again, he has marital experience. He could say, pesach pasuach, ha pesach pasuach. But a bachar, someone who's been married, never been married before, it comes up, shows up, Pesach, Pasuach. Mm-hmm. That's where already we're a little bit more suspect about what it is exactly that he's saying and how exactly he has this information. So as a man came before Rabbi Gamliel, Amrle, Pesach, Pasuach, Matsasi. So what happens? So he said, listen, Pesach, Pasuach, Matsasi, Amrle. So Rabbi Gamliel said to him, Shema, Hitisa. Perhaps you tilted yourself. Right? So I also remember, we spoke about Hatia before. So we spoke about Hatia in a different way. We spoke about Hatia ultimately, again, as a way of circumventing the potential issues that would come up with Bia Rishona on Shabbos. On Shabbos. So there's a way to have Bia Rishona without causing bleeding. So this is special maneuvers to tilt oneself. Okay? So a guy says, Pesach says, maybe you just angled. Maybe you, maybe you penetrated at an angled fashion. And therefore, again, you didn't have the resistance. Excuse me. Let me give you a mashal. something that can be compared to. There was a person who was walking in the middle of the night. It was mamish dark at night. Hita. Matzah pasuach, lo hita, matzah pasuach. So we'll say it's actually a very good mashal. So he says, let's say a person's walking, it's, it's dark, mamish, blackout. So what happens? He's walking. The door is slightly ajar. So everything depends on your angle. If you enter the door at an angle, you'll walk in and you what? You won't even realize there was even a door. But if you come in straight, then what? You're going to bump into right. the door. So the idea is, now, also I want to be clear, in this case, it's clear from the guy that the guy didn't have kavana for atiyah, right? right? He didn't have kavana to angle, because then that's a separate discussion. But we're going to say, maybe you didn't realize exactly what you were doing, and maybe you just angled, and that's why you're able to enter without, but without any kind of friction. Perhaps, or the other, the other version of this story, Rabbi Gamil was saying to the guy, no, maybe you intentionally entered at an angle, and literally, akarta lidash of Avra means you uprooted the doorpost, the Avra, and the door bar, meaning you uprooted the basulim. Let me give you a marshal. 
like a person who is walking in the middle of the night, utter darkness, If he intentionally angled himself, he's able to enter the door without any type of, of interruption, any type of friction. But again, if he did not angle himself, then ultimately he'll find the door closed. So, so the point over these cases is, is, is actually backing up what we just said before. That although the sugya made it sound like yesterday, God shows up in Basin and he says, Pesach, Pasuach, boom, that's it, okay, we believe him. Now we're seeing from the Gemara is that no, there's a little bit of a drisha v'chakira. You know, we sit down, we try to figure this out because, I, again, I, I, I don't know, I have not, uh, you know, read the literature on this, but I would venture to say that many, many cases of where a guy shows up and says, Pesach, Pasuach, it's simply because he did not know exactly what it was that he was doing. And therefore, Lemaisa, again, good morning. Lemaisa, Lemaisa, that's we, the basin sits him down and goes through this process with him. So the Mara goes weiter. There was a guy who came before Rabbi Gamliel Barabi. Amrali Rabbi, Baalti, Vilomatsasida. Says Rabbi, we had to be a Rishona, and there was no dam, there was no blood, there was no dam besulim. Amrali Rabbi, Besula Hayisi. And the woman claims, Rabbi, I don't know what to tell you. I was a Basula. Right? I, I wasn't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not making, I was a Basula. So what did he do? Amrlahem, Haviuli Osa Suder. So he said, bring me the sheet. Bring me the marital sheet. Haviuli Osa Suder, Ushra Obamayim. So he took the sheet, he soaked it in water. Vichipsu, and they laundered it. Umatsa alav kama tipe damim. And they found some specks of blood on it. So Rashi says over here, last Rashi, and that So what happened? The blood was obscured by, by semen, by, by, by shikhvas zera. So he laundered it, and essentially, again, the blood was there. Go ahead and go acquire your purchase. You're saying to the husband, Mazel tov. You know, the woman you married is a basula. All is good. We should also do this. We should also do this. Meaning this is a good process. If a man shows up and says, my wife wasn't a basula, this is a good way to check exactly what it is that's happening. So Amalei, Yudam with base, page 7 in the packet. Or if you're following along, what, Julian, what page in the art scroll? 10 by 1. No, on the bottom. What's the page number? 40. 40 in the art scroll. So what happens? So he said, we should also do this. We should also do this. So the Gemara says, Amalei, Gisetim Gihutz Shalanu, Kikibutz Shalahem. Here's the difference, is that our Gihutz, our laundering, is like their Kibutz. Actually, the truth is, Gihutz literally means pressing. Our pressing is like their laundering. And if you say so, we should do gihuts. The problem was that in Eretz Yisrael, so Bavel, they had very thorough, very thorough cleaning. In Eretz Yisrael, to replicate that same level of cleaning, they'd have to do pressing. The problem is once you do pressing, that's a, that's a higher form of laundering. What's going to happen? You're going to wash out everything. Wash out everything. Okay. So the Gemara says the following. The Gemara says, So it was a man that came for Rabbi Gamliel Rebbe, there was Bia, but I didn't find any blood as a result of the first Bia. So, So, what does the wife say? Uh, well, I want to tell you why. I'm still a Basula. I'm still a Basula. So, what does that mean? So, I said, this is actually very interesting. So, Rabbi Gamliel said, bring me, bring me two maidservants. 
Achas besula v'achas beula. Right? One, one who's a besula and one who's had relations already. So hevilo, they brought him, they brought the two girls before Gamliel. Voshivan api chavis shalyayin. And he had them sit on top of a barrel of wine. So beula, beula recha nodef, besula ein recha nodef. Well, see, this is quite interesting. So the beula, the one who had relations before, they were able to smell the fragrance of the wine on her breath. But the basula, they were not able to. Now, don't try this at home. But the the, <laughs> the, the, the idea, maybe it's a idea for the winery. You know, you can bring this up, right? So, so the, the idea over here is the idea over here is that apparently the presence of the basulin, the presence of the basulin, somehow prevented the wine vapors from entering the body of the woman being smelled on her breath. But for the basula, excuse me, but for the basula, it worked. So he wanted to. Lady was drinking too. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the other part. She got to the winery a little bit earlier. That's why she was a basula. Oh, so one sec. So good. Oh, Bar Shakivanta. We're going to get to that. So the Gemara says. So the Gemara says. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds. That sounds better. So the Gemara says, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, again, whenever it comes to these kind of things, that yeah, whatever. Let's let's go back there. So the Gemara says the following. So, so the Gemara says the following. So now Rabbi Gamliel. So what did he do? He brought this woman. Now it's again. Remember the husband saying Pesach Pasuach Matsasi. The wife. Excuse me. The husband saying There was no blood. The woman saying I'm still a basula. I don't know what you want from me. And if he says Pesach Pasuach Matsasi, he the he can't say okay. Well, and she's saying no. I'm still. No, so, pe- so he pe- can't say go again because he's she's us now. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. So what did he do? So Rabbi Gamal takes this woman, Afzu, Hoshiva, Haya Rechonodev. So what did he do? He asked her to please have a seat on top of the wine barrel, right? Please breathe on to me. And what happens? They could not smell the wine on her breath, which was a proof that what? I mean, it's clear, right? That's what? That she's a basula. That she's a basula. So I'm low. No I'm good because I'm not answering any, so it's good. So I'm low. Go and acquire a purchase. In other words, Mazel Tov. She's a basula, meaning I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened last night or what didn't happen last night, but she clearly is still a basula because the wine was not on her breath. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. Why does, if Rabbi Gamil knew about this process, why did he have to first go through with the two maidservants, right? Why doesn't he just call this woman in? Both said, this is amazing. So Gemara have a shmiele. So Rabbi Gamil once read a Gemara like this. Now Gemara, of course, doesn't mean Gemara. He had tradition. Right. He once heard this, right? What, what do, what do Rabbanim speak about over Kiddush? You know, so, right. right? So he once, he heard this. He heard this from someone. But what? But however, maiselo have right. But he never did it. He never did it. And he had never seen anyone else who did it. Savar dilmalo kimle begava. See, he felt... I'm sorry, Savar Dimla Dilma Lokimle Begava Demilsa Shapir. He said perhaps again he's gonna try it and it's not gonna work. Velav Orech Ara Lizazule Bibinosisra. Meaning to the idea over here is we're gonna have we need a test subject. We're not gonna make a Jewish woman the test subject. We'll go ahead and we'll let the Shvachos be the test subjects, but we're not going to test out the theory on a Jewish woman. Therefore, he first tested it out on the Shvachos, and once it was good on the Shvachos, that's only then did he come back and allow it to be done for the Jewish women. So there was a man who came before He said, Rebbe, I had relations with my wife and did not find any damn basulim. 
Rebbe, I am from the Durkati family. That it was known that the women of the Durkati family did not have Damnida and did not have Dam Besulim. Badak Rabbi Gamil Bikrovos house. Rabbi Gamil checked out the rest of the family members. Umatza Kidvareha. And ultimately again found found like her words, found that she was indeed correct. Um, found that she was indeed correct. Amrlo, leich zecheib mikach. She said to the husband, Mazel tov, go and acquire your purchase. She's fine. Ashrecha shezachisa lemishpachas durkati. So how fortunate are you that you have gone ahead and married into the durkati family? So the Gemara says, my durkati, what does that name mean? Dorkatua. It means a cut-off generation. I've also said obviously, if a woman, Rashi says, katua, she'in lem lo dam nida v'lo dam besulim. So first of all, remember, if she's not bleeding, if she's not becoming a nida, yeah. there are going to be significant right. fertility issues. Right. So that's why they were called the Durkati family, ultimately Dorkatua, because they did not have a large family, because obviously reproduction was a challenge. Sa'am Rabbi Hanina, tanchumin shal havel nichmu Rabbi Gamil osaish. Rabbi Gamil gave this man literally false consolation. False consolation, meaning he was saying, he was saying, Mazdav, you know, you're so fortunate, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? The guy married the girl already. Right? So, no, what, what, what are you going to say? Have to what, about right? What were you thinking? So, no, you know, so look, Mazdav, Mazdav, no, exactly. sure she's a wonderful girl. She's a wonderful girl. So, what's like, now, by the way, you're going to see also why this situation could come up. The the same way that sa'ar, that yeast, is good for is good for dough. Ultimately, so blood is good for a woman as well. Rashi says, Ultimately, again, if she's a nida and it's a healthy situation, that's about Ramosha. You know, there's a famous, there's a famous chua, not famous, there's a chua about Ramosha. Did someone ask Ramosha, one of the halachas when a woman is a nida, so we have certain harchakos. So one of the harchakos is that a husband is not supposed to hand something right to his right to his wife, but rather he's supposed to put it down, and she's supposed to pick it up. So someone asked her Moshe. I think the context was a newly married couple. Someone asked her Moshe that we're going to be in a place there's a lot of people around, a lot of people around, and if I take the item and I put it down on the table and my wife picks it up, everybody's going to know that she's a nida. So Moshe essentially answers, so what? So what? It's a bracha, an incredible bracha, ultimately when the human body works well. And it's a bracha, ultimately, again, when a woman is physiologically sound. People know, people know that a woman gets separated, a woman becomes a nida. It's not something that only, you only, it only draws attention if you make a big deal about it. Now, obviously, that being said, we still try to employ an incredible level of tznius in terms of interactions between husband and wife in general so that it should not be obvious when a woman is in either. But Lameister Moshe was saying that it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Don't look at it as a bad thing. It's a simon bracha for a woman. The time we show a mayor called Literally, if a woman has a lot of blood, she has a lot of children. In other words, that if she menstruates on a regular basis, then ultimately, again, that's a good sign for fertility. It's my Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba Amar Zachab so there are two different versions as to what Rabbi Gamliel said to this man who married this girl from the Durkati family. So according to one opinion, Rabbi Gamliel said, acquire her mazel tov. The other opinion said, whoa, what, what were you thinking? Right, what did you do? Right, literally you've, you've acquired something that is not, uh, that is difficult. I'm sorry. You didn't know. I mean, she comes to him afterwards. He didn't know, Einach Inami, But Rabbi Gamliel saying to him, you know, Nebuch, just I'm kind of preparing you for what's in store. I feel like that would be pretty store. high on her shidduch resume. You know, which family no. she Yeah, Durkati. Well, yeah. They hide it. 
Yeah, Drakatovitsky, he changed it to, you know, whatever. So the Gemara said the following. The Gemara says, Bishlam Adam Nishayev, Hani Rabbi Khanino. So I understand according to the Mandam who says Nishayev that Rabbi Gamil said to the man, you know, Nebuch, you better be prepared for what you got yourself into. That's like Rabbi Khanina said, because again, if there's no bleeding, if there's no regular menstruation, it's gonna be a problem for children. But yet again, according to Mandam who says that it was a good thing that he married her. So what's this supposed to listen to this? You know, one thing is not going to happen, which is they're not going to have Nida Shilas, right? They're not going to have Nida Shilas. So you're not going to get into a situation of Safiqin Yidar. I will say it's an incredible Yisod also. That's what? That sometimes in life, sometimes in life, there are realities that are just by definition bidiyavet. There are realities that are just not good. And no matter how much you try to repackage it, you're not going to be able to make it good. The only thing you could change is what? Is your perspective. So the mice. Always look on the bright side of life, right? So we know that Lemaisa, again, what? See here, he's married to this woman. Fertility, mishpacha, is going to be an issue. But Yerbe Gamil says, okay, you know what? This is your reality. You'll have to contend with it. But Baruch Hashem, you're not, at least you know that in the realm of Hilchos Nida, you're not going to run into any Suffolk Nida situations. There was a particular man that came before Rebbe. So the Ahud, um, I'm sorry. Ahud also came to Rabbi. Amr Rabbi, Rabbi, Ba'alti Rabbi, Rabbi, I had relations with my wife, Bia Rishona, but yet what? There was no blood. Amr Rabbi, Adayin Besula Hayisi. Rabbi, I don't know what to tell you. I was still a Besula. Veshani Besula Saba. I will say, now what happened? Now what happened? These were years of famine. These were years of famine. Ra, Rabbi, Shepanim Shechorim. I said, it's amazing. Rabbi saw that their complexions were darkened. Because of ma- they were malnourished, so what did he do? Tziva alehem vechnisum lemerchot. So he ha- he ordered that they be taken into the bathhouse. Vechilum. So they were bathed, they ate, they drank. Vechnisum lecheder baal umatadam. So we'll say. By the way, this you also know that if a woman is malnourished, by the way, that could also be part of the durkati issue as well. If a woman is malnourished, she doesn't menstruate regularly either. So the Gemara says, so what happened? After all of this, they had Bia again, and he found blood. Amr lo, leich zechiv mechich, go ahead and acquire your purchase. Kari Rebbe Alehem, Tzafad Oram al Atzmam, Yavesh Hayakeitz. He quotes over here, quotes over the Pasuk from Eicha, literally their skin became darkened, and their, literally their flesh became dried out on their bones. Why would she, why would she bleed though? If the first time she had she a deal with him, so appa- 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 appar- apparently, so right, so apparently, again, Lamaisa, even Dambisulam somehow is tied into the malnutrition. That's that's what he seems to say. That Lamaisa, again, there was only blood now after she was properly nourished. Right, but what he's asking is, sorry, once, you've already broken once there, there, they shouldn't have been Basulam there anymore because he already penetrated and therefore there shouldn't be blood. Oh, so, it, so it, I, I hear that. So first of all, we're leaving medical questions alone today. Right, right. So it could be, it could be. Right, no, no. Now the mice again. Remember, the one thing we already also did establish is remember there could be dam besulim even after the first bia. Meaning, love dafka that the besulim is totally, is totally, is totally broken in the first bia that could occur in subsequent bias also. So that's the case over here. But it's also subsequent bias. It's not. I mean, I mean, this is the first time. Correct. Yeah, it's not by definition. Right. You could do it right. because it could be actually malnourished. It's like the Gemara says it's always on an angle. It's always it's on always an angle. Right. 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 I don't know what the Metzius is. The physiology. The physiology. Yeah, I don't know what the, 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 the Metzius is okay. with this. Yeah, All right. It says the Mishnah. Besula ksuva samasayim. So we'll say now again a little bit of Hilchos ksuva. So besula or ksuva is 200. 200 zuz. The Amona, Amona. And Amona has a ksuva of 100 zuz. Besula Amona. 
Basula Almana Grusha Bechalutza Mina Eris. And so, I have an interesting case. Let's say a woman who's a Basula, but she is either an Almana or Grusha Bechalutza. And I say, when could this happen? If she was widowed, or she was divorced, or she had Chalitza from Erisin. And remember again, once a man does Erisin with a woman, he gives her an item of value. Sarayat Mikudeshasli, they're married, but what? They cannot live together. So, she's still a Basula. So, let's say she was widowed or she was divorced from the state of Erisin. So, now the Shaila is, what's her status? for her next marriage. On one hand, she's a widow, she's a divorcee. On the other hand, what? Physiologically, she is a besula. To which the Gemara says, in those cases, their ksuva is 200 zuz, and there is a taina of besulim on them, that ultimately, again, should husband number two not encounter any kind of friction, not see any kind of blood, he can make a claim against her. So the Gemara says, my almana, what does the word almana mean? You know where the name Amana comes from? That's interesting. It's a little bit of a little bit of backwards because already remember again the Torah itself already speaks about the Amana, which is interesting. But in any event, the Gemara says, what's the etymological significance of of that of that word? So the Gemara says, oh. Amona Hashem Mona, because her ksuva is one mona. Amona mina erusin ma'ikel meimar. Hey, but what about the fact you have an amona mina erusin, a woman who's, who's, who's widowed from erusin and yet what? In that case, again, she still gets two hundred zos, so you can't say mona. I did the hakar the amona, hot nami karla amona. All right. So meaning, once you're calling this one an amona, call that one an amona. All right. We're not so precise. I the Gemara says amona dixiva ba'oraisa ma'ikel meimar. Right. But one second, what do you do about the fact that we just said before the Torah uses the word amona? So you don't make this like the Chazal just invented this word. So what do you do with the word Alman in the Torah? Oh, the Asidin Rabbanan de Metatni Leimana. Well, says a wild answer. No, no, this is a reverse Asmachta. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose a word that foreshadowed what the rabbis were going to do when they instituted the Ksuva Vamana. you imagine that? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right, no, no, no. But I'm saying, if you, if you adopt this logic, you can essentially create a dramatic reverse Asmachta. Uh-huh. So right, hold on to the table. Right, reverse, it's dramatic. Dramatic reverse asmachta. That means that every single asmachta, one ketaina. That, that means every asmachta is not an asmachta. Right. Every asmachta is, in fact, the ribono shel olam being mechaving to what the rabbanon were going to do in some time, which, of course. There's no nafka to that. What? About to choke on my eggs over here. What? No, no. There's a fundamental nafka One makes it a doraisa. One makes. Asmachta is not always a doraisa. No, asmachta is never doraisa. Right. Asmachta is never Dorais. Asmachta is a Dorais. No, no, no. Forget about this for just a second. Asmachta is a Dirabana. Right? The rabbis make a law. They find the biblical illusion. If you say, if you say, of this idea, if you take this idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying that I'm called an Amana and Amana because Chazal would institute this idea in the future, that, that what? That the Ksuba of an Amana, of a widow, is one Mana. So then what you're already saying is that it has the potential to be called a Dorais. No, 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 wait a the Gemara says that the Torah did it because the Torah knew that the Chazal were going to be misogynist. I understand. So, so in but that thing is itself is saying that then, the Rabbanon. Right. Except for the fact that now what you're saying is uh-huh. that it's the Torah itself that's laying the groundwork for the Rabbanon, which just opens the door right. to say that perhaps, maybe at least it's a quasi daraisa something. So the Gemara says, Is there such a thing like that? Right. That a Pusik in the Torah foreshadows a future event in. Yeah, the okay. Gemara says, yes, actually it does. The Chsev, the Shem Hanar Hashlishi Chidekel, Hu Aholech Kidmas Ashur. 
In fact, there is, because the Pasuk says in Bereshis, when speaking about the various rivers, that the name of the third river is Chidekel, and it goes to the east of Ashur. Now, in Bereshis, is there any Ashur? There's no Ashur. What is the Torah speaking about? The Torah is speaking about future geography. So, yes, you see that the Torah does speak about future events. We had, we had it two weeks ago, when it says in the Pasuk, it speaks about the mum that's going to be for 40 years when it just started. That's right. That's right. That's true. Although, the, right, right. You see, the interesting part is, there, the, oh, the Shaila always is, remember, that goes out to Fundamental Machlokis and Mesechus Megillah, about how was the Torah given. Was the Torah given Megillah, Megillah Nitna, or was it given at once at the end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life? So if it was given at once at the end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, then you can understand how a Pasuk like that makes it in there. Because then when Moshe Rabbeinu was recording everything, who tells him, put in the foreshadow Pasuk. Put in the foreshadow Pasuk. But right, it, it, the truth is, a lot of this, now I'm thinking about this, comes back to that fundamental machlokis as to how the Torah was recorded. Okay. In any event, the point that the Gemara is making is you see a Makar, you see a, a, a source for the idea that Lamaisik in the Torah does record future events. The Tanner of Yosef, Usher Zuslika, so Usher Silika, Umi Havi, Umi Havi, was there a Silika, was there an Ashur at the time that this Pasuk was written? The obvious question is, the obvious answer is no. Ela da Asida, rather the Pasuk is recording something that ultimately again would go ahead and recur in the future. Hachanami da Asida, so to over here the Torah is recording a future event. Amar so Amar, So the Gemara says, So Amar Rav Chana Bagarata. So the Gemara says, the f- So the Gemara says, Amar Rav Chana Bagarata. Okay. Amar Rav Chana Bagarata. So we'll say, now the Gemara is going to go. We'll just, we'll, we'll stop in a few minutes. Hello, I'm sorry. We're going to stop in just a few minutes. Just, we don't get to learn in Eretz Yisrael all the time. Okay. Uh, Some of us don't get to learn in the United States. Why not? Why not? So the Gemara says, he's saying he assumes there are some people. Uh, there are some people. Uh, I, I was here. assuming you understood you what have, I was saying. You have a friend. Yeah, you have a friend. No, he knows of a guy. No, no, no. It's me. It's me. It's not a guy who rhymes with Metchus. Now, the Gemara is going to go through a number of different um, traits of different things in this world. So the first thing the Gemara talks about is rain. So what does rain do? Rose, take a look at Rashi. So Rashi says over here, Mutter. Rashi says mezabel. So mezabel literally means like fertilizes, right? It allows the it allows the the, the earth to be ready to grow. Ma'adein, no sin edna v'zibaperus. It gives a shine or a beautiful a beautiful coloration to the fruit. So the uh, so let's just read that inside again. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry. Mutter uh, mashke. It waters. Merave mezabel ma'adein umamshich. So what does rain do? It waters. It ultimately again causes the furrows. It fertilizes. It gives a beautiful, it creates a beauty, and ultimately it allows for the perpetuation ultimately of the species. What's the Pasuk? So over here the Gemara quotes on the Pasuk from Tehillim. So here Davra Melech extols all of the virtues of rain. Alright, we'll stop over here. We'll stop over here. Um... Fine. We'll pick up with Amrabah Lazar tomorrow. Shikoyach. So why is the league this year then? No. Tomorrow. We're, we're all so much more.